0: everyone thanks for listening to sex with emily today's show we're taking your calls love these call shows we're going to be answering your questions about sex love dating it's a good one thanks for listening when it comes to intimacy a little vibration can go a long way but when you're with a partner sometimes a full-size toy can be a little distracting that's why i love the g ring from ft london The G-Ring is a compact toy that you wear on your finger, and then your finger is enhanced with powerful vibrations. There are pretty much no limitations to what you can do with the G-Ring. You can touch him, touch her, touch yourself. Your finger literally becomes a vibrator. It's totally waterproof and rechargeable and has a variety of vibration patterns. The G-Ring can even be used as a remote control for other FT London toys like the G-Plug. It's so cool. The G-Ring is perfect as a first vibrator or as part of any size collection. To order yours or learn more, click on the FT London banner on my site or visit gvibe.com.
1: Look into his eyes. They're the eyes of a man obsessed by sex. Eyes that mock our sacred institutions.
0: You're listening to Sex with Emily. We're talking about sex, relationships, and everything in between. For more information, go to sexwithemily.com. Here's what you got to do when you get there. First of all, you're just going to be swept away with all the content. If you ever check out our blogs and our videos, it's a good time. You can also easily subscribe to the podcast. We do two a week. We definitely do podcasts on Tuesdays and Fridays. We've got some quickie podcasts now that are coming out on Thursdays. So that's fun. And also please follow me on all social media, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, uh, Snapchat. It's all at sex with Emily. And I just want to thank, just give a shout out to all my new listeners Um, and subscribers. Wow. We've had an amazing few months here. We've just have so many more listeners. Our numbers are crazy. Hit over a million downloads this past month. And I just could not do any of this. Without your support and your love, I love hearing from you. Your emails, your calls—it's all amazing. So thank you for um, for being here, and being part of the Sex with Emily family. I love what I do, and um, because of you, I get to do it, make it happen. So thanks. So I've been trying this experiment the last uh, week or two. I mean, I've been thinking about it for a few months, but I'm really trying to stick to it. And that is, I'm trying to leave my cell phone outside my bedroom. Okay, like I'm trying to like charge it outside. I bought an alarm clock. So it's just not in my room because I've got these books I want to read. I've got things I want to do. And then I get in bed and I've got my cell phone and I'm like answering emails or I'm just like looking at things I don't even care about. You know how it is. And I just feel like our phones and technology, you know, they're all like ruling our life. And I know you probably are like, yeah, I read about this every day. It's online. And like millennials are addicted to their phones and people would give up their give up sex for their iPhones. And I'm not saying that I'm just talking about like I mean, yes, I think all of that is true. But what I'm saying is it is kind of a big distraction. And I feel like it's like sucking so much, like so much of our life away. It's just spent on these phones. Like not only is like for me, like impacting my sleep and like, I feel like my productivity level, but also when we're so connected to our phones, we're not really connecting to the world. Like I, I feel like sometimes I'm like, I could have called a friend back. I even feel like I could be watching more TV. I know that sounds silly. I'm not a big TV watcher, but I did just get a TV. So for me, that's actually a priority. And I'm like, oh, I'm on my phone. So I just feel like we could be doing so many other things. And there's like this lost black hole of, of the phone. And, and the reason why I think that this is so important to kind of look at it is because truly, you know, the connection with others is really why we exist. Like we exist to really, you know, be with other people and experience love and experience life. And then with our phones, it's like such an isolating and can be a, like a lonely experience as well. And so I just think it's, you know, I'm trying to do that with my phone and I'm trying to like, you know, when I'm out with people, I leave it in my car. Yes, I'm actually doing that. And I just think it's something to think about and something to get back to. And I was thinking about this even more because this um, professor did a study and it came and she says that, and I I agree with everything in here, so I kind of want to break it down for you, but it's tips for couples who think they're too tired. There's a professor that found that the decline in sex is due to the growing number of two income families. Okay. And it says that the number one cause for lack of sex is fatigue. And really, it's like we're, we're, we have fatigue and we're tired, but it's not like physical fatigue so much. We're not out there digging dishes. It's like emotional fatigue. You know, we're working harder than ever before and we're busy and we're trying to keep up with the Joneses and our minds are just crowded. Like we're distracted, right? I mean, I think I'm my most focused here on the show because I actually don't want my phones next to me, but I'm like super focused on what I'm saying. But otherwise, it's like I know that we're all distracted by like a million different gadgets in our life, right? I mean, it's not just the phone, but we've got like the pings, the rings, the trickles, the swipes, and it's exhausting. So the first thing I want you if you're in a relationship and you know, God, even if you're not in a relationship, because for me it's like even masturbation, like I always tell you, but make sex a priority. Because nobody else is going to do that for you, and it's interesting because sex is actually the glue that keeps you together. You know, keeps you in a relationship. And we all know masturbation is you know really healthy just for for our our lives, for our emotional and physical well being. But I think that we don't make sex a priority in our relationships because there's so many other things that are important. We're really distracted, and you know, there's always something else to do. There's another email or another text to answer. But a lot of couples, they treat sex as like this afterthought. Like they put it on the back burner and they're like, well, after we put the kids to bed or after the kids are in college, you know, well, then we'll get back to our sex life. And you just don't think it's important. And then what happens is time goes by and you're like, we haven't had sex in a month. We haven't had sex in a year. And it's really hard to go back and repair it after, you know, so much time has passed. So I always tell people in relationships, no matter what stage you're in, like the first week, the first month, you've been together 20 years. That it's it is the glue. It's it's what keeps you together. Otherwise, you're just roommates. And that it's just important to prioritize your sex life over everything else. Like your phone will be there. Really, just you know, I say no phone, no TVs in the bedroom. And just try with me, you guys. Try for a week. No phones in the bedroom. Okay. Here's another thing. Couples, it's important to like wake up together. I know your work schedules might be different, and someone's get up an hour earlier. But not every single day. I would. There's times that you could just say, you know what, let's set the alarm clock for 10, 15 minutes earlier. And you can use that time just to connect like physically, like physical connection. It's not just the sex. It's that physical intimacy, whether it's like cuddling or giving each other a kiss before you go to work, rather than waking up alarm clock and looking at your Instagram. Okay, I know you do it. I've done that. Um, But really just to connect with your partner in that moment before you get on with the, the busyness of your day. Also, check your expectations of your relationship. I get emails all the time from people and questions you guys call in. You're like, what's normal? Okay, I want to have sex twice a week. My partner wants it five times a week. Like, what's average? What's normal? And I'm not going to give you numbers. I'm not going to tell you, like, everybody should have sex twice a week. Culture is not going to define for you what is right for a relationship. Only you're going to define it for yourself. But it's like, I think that we don't think about sex as um, something to figure out. It's more like we got to check the box of sex, but the most important thing in your relationship is to communicate about it. Communication is a lubrication. And so start having that talk about sex and making it a priority. And the more that you talk about it and you think about it and you're engaged with like, what are we going to do? How are we going to keep this interesting? How are we going to prioritize sex? You're just going to find that it will sex won't be a problem in your relationship anymore. And you'll also be having better sex. Now, if you're one of those couples that you think about sex as like a task, a chore, it's drudgery. You're like, oh God, we have to have sex. Okay, I'm just gonna go. I'm gonna do it really quickly and get it over with. That's a problem. Think about every other thing on our to-do list that we don't get to. Sex will be another one of those items that you just can't check off the list. So if you lighten up and you think of sex as fun, you guys, I always say sex should be fun. And it's a time to like relax and play and connect and try different things. And if you think about it, sex. is is like the most pleasurable experiences we can have. And we can do it with our partners and we can reconnect. So remember, like you love this person and sex is important and you're with them for a reason. So have fun, you guys. Have fun in the bedroom and reframe the way you think about sex. And when you're having sex, remember, it's not just about the orgasm. And I know that men a lot of times are really focused on their orgasm or if their partner didn't have an orgasm and women are like, oh, I didn't, you know, I didn't have a chance or, you know, I didn't orgasm. But I think a lot of times it's the men. It's funny. The men are like, I didn't have an orgasm and she didn't an orgasm. So something's wrong with me. But remember, sex is just about intimacy. It's about being close to your partner and feeling connected, you guys, and feeling present and feeling like that you're in the moment instead of like waiting for what's going to come. Because like an anticipated orgasm never boils. <laughs> a watch pot never boils. If you're thinking about the orgasm and is it going to happen, then it takes you out of the moment. It takes you out of that actual moment of connecting with your partner. So just like remove that pressure to like have that orgasm and sex becomes a lot more relaxing. I promise. And how about when you're having sex, you spice it up with a little spontaneity. And You might think, I don't have time for like elaborate costumes and I don't have time to like tie my partner up. I'm just thinking, take it a moment. Like even if you've got kids, you guys are busy and maybe the kids are in bed or they're doing their homework and you catch each other's eyes, you know, across the table or you're walking up the stairs, you can take a moment and make out in the in the laundry room. You know, you can take a moment and like wake up a little bit early or go to bed a little bit later and have a moment to have like impromptu sex or, you know, you know, who knows, like in the car on the way home, you know, pull over to the side of the road. So just be open. Like a lot of times we might have these feelings like, God, I'm really hot for my partner right now, but i to got to fold the laundry and I got to send this text. No, you don't. You actually are having a moment. And when we're in our bodies and we're present and we're like desiring our partner, just say, go for that moment because that moment might not come around again. And then finally, guys, let your FaceTime be real. Sex is an integral part of the health and well-being of your marriage and your relationship, whatever kind of relationship you're in. So turn off the TV and the computer. It's okay to have your favorite shows that you love together, but it's also okay to say, you know what, tonight after dinner. Or like, we're going to work for an hour and then we're just going to give each other a massage or we're going to go for a walk outside. You guys, it's like getting warm out again, right? It's been warm here in LA, but wherever you live, like the sun, spring, it's going to be summer. So like turn off the screen time, leave your phones at home and have some FaceTime like in real life. So think about that, you guys, you are in control of your cell phone. It's not in control of you. Okay, you guys, thanks so much for listening. We're going to give a big shout out to our sponsors here. Thank you so much for supporting them and for supporting the show. And we'll be right back with your calls. Did you ever notice when the topic of sex toys comes up, no matter who you're talking to or where you're at, the one product that always makes its way into the conversation is the magic wand. It makes sense considering the fact that the magic wand has been the go-to massager that millions of women turn to first for 30 years, no less. It's so ubiquitous that Cosmopolitan magazine recently referred to it as the little black dress of vibrators, something every woman needs. Whether you choose the proven power of the Corded Magic Wand original or the portable pleasure of the Magic Wand rechargeable, you know you've got a sure thing every time. And don't be thinking that the magic wand should only come out when you're flying solo. In fact, a friend of mine brings hers on every first date. She's like, boom, let's do this. Just add a couple drops of Joe's water-based lube and prepare to have your world rocked. So if you haven't made the magic wand part of your collection, don't wait another day. Get one by clicking on the magic wand banner on my site or go to magicwandoriginal.com. Okay, we've got Rick. He's thirty-three from San Jose, and he feels like maybe he's cheating on his wife because his sex drive is through the roof and he's masturbating a lot. Hi, Rick. How was that? <laughs> how is, Hi. That, is that about your question? How are you? Thanks for uh, calling in.
1: Hey, Emily. How you doing? Thank you for uh, for having me. Of
0: course. Tell me what's going on.
1: Like uh, I like I said, we you know I've been uh, married for well, I've actually, been with my wife for close to seventeen years now, and um, you know, uh, of course, we've got our you know ups and downs and stuff lately it's been really great you know but for everything that I can remember I've always just had this you know overall this um like obsession with masturbation like when I first discovered it it's just like like a great uh feeling helps me stay focused um and lately it's just it's just been it's been on a higher you know higher uh my sex drive has gone through the roof higher you know we
2: right
1: I mean sex regularly you know like I said um but sometimes it's just not enough. Like I feel the need to uh, sometimes just get myself off, you know, just to satisfy. That's fine, though. I mean, that you know, masturbating. My urges.
0: Well, here's the, okay, so you're 33. You've been with your wife for 17 yep. years. So since you were 17 years old?
1: Uh, Pretty much, yes. Got with her when I was 17. Okay. And she's
0: the only woman you've been with?
1: Um. Actually, one one other woman. Um. There was uh, infidelity. You know, about five years into the relationship. But you know, that was just right. On. So, just her one, else, one other, one other person. Sorry.
0: Okay. No, that's fine. And so, yeah. so your question is, your I mean, there's masturbation is completely healthy. It's you know normal. Everyone should continue to masturbate when they're in a relationship, when they're not in a relationship, throughout mm-hmm. our lifetime. So, um, exactly. Yeah. So there's nothing wrong with that. So- yeah.
1: Okay. Yeah. So my thing was actually, you know, I, I did discuss this, you know, issue with her and stuff. And uh, she's not really the type to, you know, I guess she doesn't like the idea so much that I'm doing this behind her back, you know. So um, I guess, you know, sometimes get those urges where it's like, well, you know, of sorry, my urge just a little stronger, stronger than, you know, my, you know, how do you call it? Um, my guilt factor, I guess. Right.
0: You know? Right. Of course. So, um, yeah. You have so, to and, masturbate. You know, and, so, and, and it, I don't understand. So she's telling you yeah. not to masturbate. And you're, you're yeah, you feel guilty was, for masturbating right now. Or is it like are you masturbating to the point where you feel like it's excessive and you can't go to work? Or there's consequences or it's just
1: Um No, it's not like that bad. It's more to the fact where she'll ask me every now and then I'll oh, you know, like especially like when I'm in the shower, she'll be like, Oh did you, you know, do that and I'll you know, like, I did, and I'll be like, No, of course not. You know, one time I did I, I tested it and I said, Yeah, you know she's like, Oh wow, you know, just you know, can't kind of believe me. It's like, Huh, you know, so it's always like behind the idea behind my head, you know. it's like, Well, I know what. I know that she's not, re- never really gonna go for it, but like I said, but I know that I
0: Right, and it's of course, than, no. I mean, a lot
1: better than, than the cheating, Absolutely.
0: You know? so, so she doesn't understand and, that, that masturbating is part of a healthy sex life and being in a healthy sexual individual. It's part of exactly, sexual life for everybody. Exactly.
1: She says that she would rather me do it, you know, in front of her than if I get the urge, but it's not the same, you know? It's like if I'm there and I'm watching, it's just, you know, the, the mental, con- you know, it's, just not, it's not, you know, what I, it's not like a turn on or anything, you know, but.
0: How is um, your sex life with her? Um,
1: It's actually, it's actually you know, it, it's, Lately been a lot better, you know, we're having I mean, like maybe an average about once a week on average sometimes maybe if we're lucky you know more we okay. do have kids in the house so we right. kind of got to make it work
0: that's great you know there's nothing wrong can. here except for the fact stuff. that she's not accepting that you masturbate so i don't know how yeah. else she could listen to this show you could you know there's a lot of great information out there we write about it all the time on our website but there's nothing that you're you're doing wrong and it's really yeah. a matter of you know just having her under i mean you could probably tell her all you want since I'm like that's working but have you really sat down with her and you know had her read something Something show you know you guys can listen to the show together it's it's very you know that it's healthy she should be masturbating as well maybe if she got on that if she went on that trip she'd be like that's cool i'm going to self-love over here you go over there but it just sounds like she just doesn't have a lot of information and she needs more information to understand that this is healthy and masturbation is very healthy expression people in relation to you know what i'm saying so i don't know what else like really you just got to talk because i feel bad that she's making you hide and making you lie you know, yeah. that's completely normal.
1: There
0: you go. Okay. Exactly. So there's exactly. zero problem.
4: There's, there's dual. Or, sorry, go ahead. Yeah, there's
0: there's no problem here except for the fact that that you're feeling guilty and that so you have two choices. You can continue to masturbate yeah. and just be like, you know what, I know I'm doing something healthy and she doesn't know, or you can be like, babe, it's it's not going to end. Like, in fact, I think that you should masturbate as well. And yes, if you'd like to masturbate together, I'm a huge fan of mutual masturbation. I think it's a great way for couples to. Learn about what each other feel. Learn about how we like to touch ourselves and what feels good, and then also like it's just really hot. It's like putting on your own little porn together. So those are your options. Yeah, absolutely. Not every yeah. time you don't and have to mutual masturbate, but you know mutually masturbate, but
1: yeah, exactly. When we do when we do mutual masturbation, it's, it's awesome. You know, like I said, right. we'll you know like do each other off and stuff. But and she can't like shame you. You know what? Right. Yeah, exactly. So like when it's both of us, you know, it's one thing, but if she's just, you know, for the for her just saying, okay, you know, you go ahead, I'll watch it again, you know, that's that's not, none that might say, you know, so, so yeah, you know, and just like I said, it's just, I know it's a normal thing. I know you talk about it a lot and it's just, you know. Yeah, and I just, you're I fine. Know,
0: you're good. You're totally of, fine, honey. Like I'm. Know,
1: I'm and stuff, so.
0: Absolutely. So let her know you guys can listen to this oh, together good. okay thanks rick hey, no
1: you know what absolutely will do keep Anything doing you way. okay bye thanks thanks a lot have a good one you care.
0: too bye it's funny because i you know, I do talk about masturbation all the time you guys and it is healthy we did it before we met our partner we did it when we we're in relationships we did it when we break up i mean really like it's part hopefully they'll be together forever 17 years is pretty good rick but i really don't know what else like i can't go in there and change you change people's beliefs but this is even like scientific proof about masturbation being a health you know healthy and that we actually we need it like it, it's healthy healthier for men for their prostates health for for women for you know depression for their skin for sleep there's so many health benefits to masturbation and in fact i should have told rick and you all know masturbation month is around the corner it's in may so hey maybe that'd be a good time to kick it off with her and everybody like, you know what, babe this whole month we're gonna masturbate together if they made a whole month about it how bad could it be okay let's take another call Okay, we've got Kim. She's 35 from D.C., and she's still pining for the one that got away. Hi, Kim. Hi, Emily. How are you? So good. Now that I'm talking to you, what's going on?
2: So I'm uh, newly divorced, and um, I've been on the dating apps, and it's, like, horrifying. (laughs) Um, So recently I reconnected with an old crush, and it turns out he just separated from his wife. So... We kind of agreed that, you know, we can't jump into a relationship and he was kind of like the one that got away 15 years ago. So now I'm kind of like, man, I really want to take advantage of this opportunity. So we agreed to like a rendezvous weekend, maybe a friends with benefits situation or possibly a one night stand. So I've never done that before. So how do I not catch any feelings? Like I've never done it before, so I'm worried. You
0: know, this I'm is gonna. Get my gonna yeah, hurt, you um, will. I mean,
2: yeah,
0: you got. You can't. You really, really can't. Fun
2: time.
0: It's like a cold. Like you could go get like the vac- vaccination. You can get the shot for the flu. You could do all this stuff, and you still might catch the cold. Like there's <laughs> nothing. I can't tell you. Like just you know, talk to him about it, and just you know, slap those feelings down. Like it sounds like you already have the oh. feels, and you haven't even had sex with him yet. And I, I'm but, trying not to you're trying not to, you said, or to get the feels oh, yeah. or to have sex with them. You can't. I mean, here's the thing. How long? I need to understand some background data here. So how long were you married?
2: Um, nine years. Okay. And he's been married for 10.
0: Got it. And you're both going through a divorce right now. Yeah. And it's just coincidence at the same time. You were like, oh, he like came up on your bumble. This actually happened to a friend of mine the other day. So I get it. You just found out he was single because he. Oh, or no? Are you guys still friends? Oh
2: no, no. Um, so we have mutual friends, and on Facebook, Facebook, apparently he met up with one of our mutual friends. out out California, and then I saw it in my feed, and I was like, "Oh hey, why don't I just hit him up and see how he's going? Like, what's going on with him? What's up with him?" And then, like, our conversation just, like escalated very quickly, and we talked about my divorce, and that he's newly separated from his wife, he's okay, about to go through the same thing. And then we just talked about how we both have been missing out all these years and what we're not getting from our partners.
0: Right, right. So, I mean, yeah. okay, so, th- and he's where? He's in California or? No. Yeah, he in- he's in California. Okay, and you're in D.C. So the truth is, okay, and wait, did you guys make a plan to meet yet? Yes. In two oh, weeks. Oh, have fun. <laughs> okay, wait, this is good. So, where are you meeting? In California? Uh, California. Even better. Okay. Just because I'm in California. Here's the thing. So I think um, you might, you might have a really great time with him and it could be amazing and it's going to be a fun weekend and you don't know what's going to happen. So here's the thing. Yeah. I could tell you like all this advice right now, like just keep your mind open or like, you know, go in there. Maybe you should, you know, try to go on a bunch of dates this week. Maybe you'll meet someone else before you see him, but no, you're going to go, you're going to have a good time. You haven't, have you not seen him in 10 years either?
2: Oh, I haven't seen him in 15, 15. years. 15. Okay. Yeah. So,
0: you know, who knows? Like, he might be a totally different guy. There might be no attraction anymore. If, if fireworks could fly. We don't know. So if you could just, and yeah. I think it's true, to be honest. Like, I want to tell you, like, probably shouldn't jump into another relationship right now. You know, like, you're just getting out mm-hmm. of a relationship. Do you have children? No. Do you have kids? Okay. Well, that makes it a little easier. I mean, the divorce part. But, I'm, you know, I'm saying, like, you, you got your life in D.C., you are newly single. It's just a good time to like take that time away from your from the breakup from your your marriage ending and work on yourself and figure out what you want. So you probably shouldn't get into a new relationship. but the truth is, mm-hmm. and he's telling you, let's do friends with benefits. You can't label anything before it's even ha- before it's happened. You shouldn't label it anyway too quickly. I mean marriage mm-hmm. yes, commitment, yes, but right now, let's be the friends with benefits. You can't pre-label friends with benefits in fact. I don't think none of this works. So I think just go and have a good time. And don't trip on it and keep living your life. And who knows? Maybe you guys, it'll be amazing and you'll commit and you'll move to California or it'll be a long distance thing. I don't know. But I wouldn't I wouldn't worry about it so much because I can't tell you I can't tell you how not to catch the feels. Okay. Yeah. So okay. I really I can't. Just um just use protection. Yep. And um and yeah. So that's all that's the only thing I can tell you. Uh use protection and uh, you know, be honest, be authentic, be yourself, and and have a good time. Mm-hmm. And listen to what he says, though. You know, he definitely doesn't follow up after or he's things like that happen, then, you know, just, those are your, those are your signs. You might not want to follow up with him. So just have a good time.
2: Okay. Thank you. And work on yourself.
0: You're welcome. Bye, Kim.
2: Bye.
0: Bye. I never thought about this way before. It's like, if you think about it, it's like you, to say like, let's just see each other when you first meet someone, like let's go on one date a week or let's just be a friends with benefits. If you haven't seen, even, even though she knew him 15 years ago. I think, you know, we all worry. We worry so much about the future, the past. We don't, know, we don't know what the hell's going to happen. But this moment, I think she should just go and have a good time. And you never know. You never know what's going to happen. Okay. We've got Dee. She's 27 from Queens. And being on top just does not work for her. So she wants to explore how she can work on it. Hi, Dee. Hi, Emily. How are you? Hi. So good. Thanks for calling in. How can I help you with this today? Thanks for having me. Of course. This is so fun.
2: So... Um, yeah, like you said, I'm extremely inflexible hips. I was a runner in college and I got injured. So it's difficult for me to do things like, um, sit in a squatting position or sit down for too long or be on top. And so just wondering what your advice was for navigating that because, um, me and my current significant other, we have explored a couple of different positions that we could use, but really it just works, it works really well for us if I am on top for a little bit, just to mix it up. I uh, so wanted to see what you thought and how we could.
0: Yeah. So tell me about your, so when you're on top, it just, because you could do, you could be laying, you, you want alternatives to, or you want variations of woman on top, cowgirl, or do you just want different sex positions?
2: Um, I guess different variations. Just being on
0: okay. Yeah. I mean, I think that you can, you could do reverse cowgirl too. Have you tried that where you like lay back and then your legs are, you know, you're twisted around. So that's one way it's you could also, that. you have, okay. you haven't. Cause then you're laying back left. and it's not, it's not about your, your thighs, but you're just kind of laying back and then you can like stimulate your clitoris. I mean that stimulate your clitoris, it looks, you know, it can be hot to look at your ass from behind your partner can look at you. Um, also with woman on top, you could be, um, you could be, you know, there's ways you could do it where you're like crouched up with your feet are on either side of your partner but you could also do it so you're lying flat on top of each other and then you're doing like a grinding you know kind of like a gr- more of a grinding motion where you're lying like on, on your partner's chest so it's more like instead of the crouching you're you're grinding and lying flat on top with your chest do you know what I'm saying so your okay. uh your legs are kind of kicked back a little you could also try it um pillows I mean can I tell you there's like pillows can be, can do wonders for you. Cause you could even put your legs out straight. So you're probably right now you're like kneeling, like you're right. You're probably mostly on your knees or in a variation of that where you're crouching or you're, you know what I mean? Like you're up on your knees. But if you're, you could also do it. So you're, there's this sitting up cowgirl. So like, it's hard to say, I always think it's so hard to explain positions sometimes on the show, but like, if you are facing each other and you both sit up and you're, and you, you're holding each other and you can like even wrap your legs around each other, your legs can go straight out. Does that make sense? Like a sitting up cowgirl, yeah, like it a sit. Does. Yeah, that's a great one too. Because again, your legs can be straight out, or they could be wrapped around each other. If that's what works best. Okay. Yeah, those are a lot of different so options more there. More of like. Yeah, like you're. Um,
2: that's a lot, actually.
0: <laughs> yeah, there you go. Um, I feel like we have a blog on our website too. I'm pretty sure we do. Like how to rock woman on top, or how to a lot. We probably have a few of them. Cowgirl position, um, but that's you know when I would try like. I don't know. Is it, a, yeah, I would just try a bunch of those and see what, use a lot of lube. But it sounds like you, with your hips, it's not even about that. You have enough, like, you know, but that always, lube helps everything. Yeah, don't hurt yourself and use pillows and try some of that and let me know how it goes.
2: Awesome. Thank okay. you. Sure.
0: You're so welcome, D. I think that is, that's common. We get asked that a lot. Like, I think it was called how to rock a woman on top. But um, for some women, it's just not the most comfortable position. And, and I can explain it to you on here. And sometimes I think, God, is that, You know, I think I want to do video. I want to do like some more like videos where I can explain to you guys the positions with like with my sex dolls or something. I also have a book called Hot Sex Over Two Hundred Things Tonight. I haven't talked about that in a while, you guys, but it's a killer book. You can get on our website. And the thing I love about it is there's all these really fun positions that you can just like put on your bedside table. Great coffee table book and you just open it to any page. You'd be like, let's try that tonight. And it also walks you through a lot of positions. Okay, our next call, we have Lewis, 34, from Orange County, and he wants to know about defying conventional dating wisdom after divorce. How long should he wait to dive back in? Hey, Lewis. Hey there. Hi. How can I help you today? Tell me everything.
4: So, So, I don't even know where to begin. You know, for a person that's been in a long marriage or a close to 10-year marriage and they're pressing the reset button, how does somebody do that? What's the best way to do it? I, You know, for me personally, I feel like I've been out of it for so long, I just don't even know where to start. And I know you've talked about a bunch of different, you know, apps and different dating websites and different things like that. but. And well, it's almost kind of awkward trying to to start again.
0: Right. Yeah. So I'd say just when you're when you're ready. Now I understand, like people are like, oh, you should wait or you shouldn't wait or you know. And I feel like it's up to you. It's 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 how you feel. And I know what you're saying about also you already feel like you've been over it because usually it takes you know you didn't just decide on the day to get divorced, right? So you've probably been going through right. the divorce for several years. And so you probably are ready to meet someone. I would think, or at least date. Is that true? Yes. Okay. Uh-huh. So yeah, I talk about the apps a lot just because that's ever you know it does help if you're if you're into apps. But Eric, I know you'ven't tried it yet. So I would say just you could start by just going out with friends. Do you have any single friends?
4: Um, not really. I right. mean, a lot of my friends are married uh, with kids, so I'm leaving that demographic and hopping <laughs> into a new one. I you know, so I have I have a brother who's a little bit younger than me. And that's about
0: it. Right. Okay. Because I'm just asking because I figured a lot of times people are like, I don't have any, all my friends are married once they get divorced. This is going to get a lot easier. Like I feel like you're just starting to date right now, but I feel like if you just start to do the things that you normally like to do, like are there, you know, you go to the gym or if there's like classes you want to take or anything you've been wanting to do, like it's just kind of like mixing up your routine. Like, you know, you get all those Facebook invites, for example. That you might not always mm-hmm. look at people are like so and so like I don't even remember how I met that person, but they're having a party it's Friday night. Go. Like I know that might seem awkward, but no one's looking like who's the guy that showed up or who's this, you know, it's like that's how you start to to meet people. And I say just say yes to some invitations that come your way that you wouldn't like things that you would normally like, I wouldn't go to that. Just go. Cause right now you're all about like experiencing you're trying to figure out who you are as a single man now. You know, probably lots happened in ten mm-hmm. years you were married for ten years. Yeah. So twenty four to thirty-four, huge growth period for a lot of people, but to be in a marriage and now come out Single. I mean, you're 34. Is still very. You're very young. You. Do you have kids? I do. Okay. You. sound like so bomb. No, Louis. That's awesome. No,
4: no. I do. I'm, no, I, uh, I. don't
0: mean you're bomb that you have kids, I, but you I, think it's going to be a problem
4: to meet someone. Yeah, I mean, it's like the divorce is baggage. Having kids is like how many red flags can can one guy have? You no, know?
0: I'm telling you that. It, okay, so here I'm going to tell you this is that it's not baggage, only if you, th- if you think it's baggage, it's baggage, and sure, some women some woman will be like, no, I don't want a guy with kids, that's not your person. But there's, it's a very different time right now, where I think that people are gonna like you because of you, and if, you, if they fall in love, they like you, and you have kids, it's not really gonna matter, if you, you know, they might have kids, you might meet yeah. someone who, you know, would you wanna have more kids? I do actually. Okay, great. I mean, there's a lot of women be like, "Great, he already has kids. He's a great dad." In fact, I'm going to argue that that a guy who's been to, who's divorced and has kids could be a a really a, a very what's the word I'm trying to think of a very. uh attractive target for a lot of women. They could be like, wow, oh my God, it shows that he can commit. He's responsible. He takes care of family. And so I think you got to switch your mindset because you're like, oh, the kids. No, no, no. I think that that's who you are. You love your kids. I'm sure you're a great dad. So it's kind of like this reframing that you have to do. And of course, you have to be open about it. You're not like hiding it that you have kids. But I think that, you know, it's part of who you are and that it's not going to be that hard to meet someone. If you if you want me to talk to you about the apps, I can. And I don't again, a lot of people on the apps are divorced. They're like, I'm divorced. I have a kid. They write it. It's like, fine. And I think that, you know, that's it's not really a red flag. I mean, again, it's just like anyone, people who you know, smoke or I always see guys who are drinking Wait, too in every photo. If they got a solo plastic red cup and they're drinking, I'm like, I'm not going to go with that guy. All he does is drink. Now that could be judgy, right? But that's, that's my decision. So I I think that, you know, you sound like really personal. I'm sure, you know, I feel like you are not going to have a problem, but there are no rules and I don't think you need to wait a certain amount. If you're telling me that you're ready to go on a date, do it.
4: Hmm. So you're saying for the apps that the best course is transparency.
0: Yes. Absolutely. Now, here's... Yeah.
4: What about... Okay, sorry, go ahead. No,
0: no, you. What were you going to ask me? It's okay.
4: I was going to ask, so I sometimes... I've come across people with pictures of their kids with them. Is that something you recommend too?
0: Yeah. I mean, I have to say that they're most... Okay, so I'm on on these apps and I'd say the people with kids typically say father, you know, divorce or father two kids or um, they put a picture with their kid and they'll say... Like, you know, eight year old daughter, like, you know what I mean? So that, yes, I would say that most people, and if they don't, if they have kids and they don't put it in there, I almost think it's weird. Now I might, I'm thinking like guys like in their forties and stuff, but it, you're in your, it really doesn't matter. Like, I think it's, it's a big part of who you are and you don't want to just lead someone down a road. So I think that that's who you are. Divorce with kids. It's really not. You know, there's a lot of people who are divorced, and a lot of people find that attractive. And so, mm-hmm. I wouldn't trip on it. I would be straightforward, and you know, find your way of okay. saying it. Like you lead, like you know, like obviously you say your name, like Lewis divorced dad. You know, you could talk about a bunch of other things, like <laughs> father to an amazing eight, you know, seven year old daughter who I love. You know, single dad, like great job, whatever you want to say. But it's again, I, I would, um, I would be forthcoming and be honest. And I think you're going to be surprised at all the all the matches you're going to have. So I would try all of that. Go out in the world and try dating online. Try some Bumble Good, action. Yeah.
4: Bubble action. Okay.
0: Okay. Good luck, Lewis. You got this.
4: Hey, thank you very much, Emily.
0: Bye. Have a good day. Bye-bye. I think it used to be a big thing that when you get divorced, and I, maybe people still think this, and I'm just in the world so much talking about it with friends, and I see this, and I I date, so it's like coming from all perspectives. Is that it's not really a red flag, like being the fact that you show that you can actually can commit and have a relationship, and um, people are waiting longer to get married, and people are you know they're just, they're looking for that. They're looking looking—they're like a lot of guys who never come in. You're like, oh, has he never had a real relationship? So I don't think it's a bad thing. And I think also to think that there's a rule, like I have to wait exactly two years before I date again. Really, you got to date when you're ready for the right reasons. So I think, you know, sometimes it takes half the relationship to just get out of it. So, you know, he might've been over this for a few years. So good for you, Lewis. Have a good time. Okay, we've got Jesse. He's thirty six from Utah, and he wants to re-enter the sex game after being on hiatus for about five years and overcoming previous relationship conundrums. So, he wants some tips to get back into the swing of sex. Hey, Jesse.
3: Hey, how's it going, Emily?
0: So good. Now that I'm talking to you, what's going on? Tell me a little background well, here.
3: Well, uh, yeah, yeah. I was diagnosed with a serious mental illness when I was sixteen. What I was had to that? Take all kind of medications. was with all kind of side effects?
2: What was the mental
0: illness? Yes. Uh, some.
3: Oh, uh, well, it kind of freaks people out when I tell them that I was diagnosed with schizophrenia.
0: Okay. I'm not freaked out. Okay. All right. (laughs) Okay. Just curious. So keep going. You were diagnosed.
3: Yeah, I was diagnosed. uh, I had to deal with sexual side effects like anorgasmia and difficulty maintaining an erection. Mm -hmm. But uh, I finally found a combination of medications that allows me to have an orgasm, and my doctor gave me some Cialis in case I have trouble maintaining an erection. Great. Uh, I think I might be ready to re-enter the sex game, but uh, with the limited and kind of awful experience I've had with sex, it kind of seems overwhelming, and I don't really feel equipped to deal with it.
0: Right. So, yeah. Th- yeah, no, I get it. I get it. Well, first of all, congratulations on getting the meds set and taking. You know, feeling that you're finally in a place where you can, you know, start to date again. So I know it's not easy. Like what you've been struggling with and what you've been going through. And um, I'm just happy that you were, you know, able to figure all this out and that, that you're ready now. So yeah. whenever people get back into dating or they haven't dated or they've never had sex or they haven't had sex in 10 it's always like, you know, there's anxiety around it, right? We feel like we have to know everything. Yeah. We have to be perfect and know the right things to say and all the right moves. But it's really not like that. There's not like a book you can read. I mean, you can listen to the podcast. I can give you tips. Yeah, there's not a, my podcast, that I can answer all the questions for you. I mean, I try. But really, it's about your own mindset. And feeling like sure, you're, you know, be, being confident, being, you know, and being okay with like, might be a little uncomfortable at first, like getting out there, like you might, you know, you might get rejected, like you're, you know, you're not going to die, like no one gets, you know, it's not horrible, you've been through a lot of stuff right now. And it's really about like practicing and figuring out who you are in that, in that role again, in that dating role and in that who you are as like a, you know, sexual man, sexual male, if you haven't been having sex. So, um, so I understand all of that, like right now that you're having this anxiety, but tell me where have you, um. Have you started yet are you like out there? Have you asked anyone out yet or what's, where are we at right now?
3: I've had a few dates, uh, over the last year. One of them seemed kind of promising, but then she moved out of state. Okay. The other wasn't very interested. And, uh, the last one I wasn't really interested in.
0: So. Okay. So what's happening? How are you finding, how are you finding these people to date the women to date?
3: Almost exclusively online.
0: Okay. Uh, so you've yeah. got the apps, and then you're, like, swiping, and then you match, and then you guys go... So did something happen? I'm just curious. Is your question more about sex, or is it more about dating? How uh, can I help you well, exactly? What's your exact board, question? Just, yeah, tell I, me how I, I can help you. I don't
3: really you. know where to begin, you know? Over the last year, my confidence has developed. Uh, I've lost 70 pounds. I've got my associate's degree. Congratulations. I started working at being disabled in 2009. But uh, I don't know. With, you know, it just... Not being able to connect with my girlfriend in that way was just really hard. Right, and, right. Uh, i And I have a hard time letting myself believe that a relationship and uh, sex could
0: work. Right, right, of course, because you haven't had that experience. But now, yeah. right, right. So you're saying in the past it was hard before when you were on the meds that, that weren't allowing you to enjoy sex? Is that when it was hard with this ex-girlfriend?
3: Yeah, yeah, but keep in mind that's been 20 years.
0: Oh, so. okay yeah, God, we got, we're just rewriting it. So, okay. So anytime we're like living in the past or thinking this is going to be, you know, what you're doing right now, you're like, oh, that was like so long ago. And it was so hard. Like this is a whole new you, you know, like you are in this, you've worked really, really hard to get yourself to a healthy place, you know, like, you know, doctors and you've been, you know, losing weight and doing all these things to be like the healthier Jesse. So you're not even, you're not even that Jesse anymore. You wouldn't even recognize him. Right. So it's kind right. of like, I, that's all, those are all your thoughts. Like, this is a belief that you have around who you are and who, who you're going to be with these women. Like none of it is true. Cause you haven't even, this Jesse hasn't even been out yet. Like, I think it's just really getting comfortable again, being, even being social. Like, are you, do you have friends, do you have community, do you have people you hang out, you hang out with?
3: Yeah. Yeah. I use, I go to meetup groups and I have a group great. of friends that I hang out with fairly regularly.
0: Okay. That's great. So that's awesome. So I think that you're putting a lot of pressure on yourself right now because, you know, you're like, I got to be out there and I got to be doing it right. And I think like the soonest, like, I'm going to tell you, Jesse, like, I'm going to tell you just, you, t- you know, if you can think about my voice, is telling you like, it's okay. Like you don't have to date tomorrow. You don't just go easy on yourself. And I would say what's more important is like just going out with friends and people and connecting. And then once you get comfortable in the zone, like it sounds like everything's kind of normalizing, stabilizing for you now that I think it's just going to happen that you're going to start, you'll meet women when you're out, like you'll start talking to people and you'll just feel more comfortable in this this new place that you're at. Because it sounds like you've gone through a lot of transformations and you're still trying to figure out like, who are you in the world perhaps? And so- a yeah. lot of times we're like, yeah. "Well, I got the job. Now I got to get the girlfriend. I got my mental health right." And it's like that's a lot of things at once. And so I would say just kind of ride this right now, one step at a time, and you know, just keep you know be busy in the world and like see your friends and family. And um, sure, you can date, but even the apps could give give that sense of urgency. Like I got text her back, and so I should make a date with her and be matched. And you know what I'm saying? So maybe you should go off the apps and just kind of focus on one thing right now, and that's just kind of having a really full, rich life by being out there, you'll just start, you will meet people and then maybe pick up the apps again when it's not, doesn't feel like like you have so much pressure.
3: Okay. Yeah. Yeah. That that sounds like
0: a good idea. Okay. I'm proud of you. I feel like you've been through a lot and you're, you're in a good place. So this isn't like another thing to like, you know, beat yourself up with, but it's going to all come to you. It all is coming to you. So. Yeah.
3: Yeah.
0: Okay, cool. Good luck, Jesse.
3: All right. Can I say one last thing? Please. Uh, about a year ago, I added Producer Madison Yep. Uh, on Facebook. We've gotten to know each other. I know she doesn't work on the show anymore, but could I give her a quick shout out?
0: Oh, yeah. Sure.
3: All right. All right. Uh, Producer Madison, if you're listening, you need to get back to me about the drunk history job.
0: <laughs> okay. I'll let her know. Thanks, Jesse. All right. Thanks. Okay. Bye. Have a good day. Bye. Ah, we're all so hard on ourselves. We really are. I know we all like think that we got to be, you know, perfect at dating and perfect at sex and be, you know, everything. And it's just really hard if we haven't, if we've been, you know, out for a while and we haven't been dating. Like, I just think that we all have to go a little easy on ourselves. I think in every area of our life, right? We're all really hard on ourselves and um, I do it as well. That's why it's i uh, I'm saying now I'm not going to be hard on myself at all today or maybe not even tomorrow. How about you? But just make commitments about around those things. It feels really good. Okay, everyone, that was, I love talking to everybody. Thank you so much for calling in and being a part of the show and emailing me. I love you all. Follow me on social media because it's a good time. It's all at Sex with Emily. Thanks to my amazing team, Ken, Helena, producer Lark, Jamie, and Michael. And thank you to all of my listeners. Thanks for listening. Was it good for you? Email me, feedback at sexwithemily.com. Ladies, it's back. The legendary Womanizer, you know, the one I named the clit whisper, is once again here to bring you orgasms like you've not experienced before. The Womanizer W500 Deluxe is the latest version of the product that has changed everything. Just in case you haven't heard me talk about the Womanizer, here's a little refresher. First, don't let the name fool you. It's not meant to remind you of that douchey guy at the bar. Quite the contrary. Trust me, this is the only Womanizer you want to take home. It looks kind of like a sexy ear thermometer. You know, if a thermometer could be sexy, you get the point. It has a circular silicone opening that you place over your clitoris. Then, using its patented Pleasure Air technology, the Womanizer's gentle suction and pulses of air indirectly stimulate your clitoris, the same way your partner would use their mouth. The result intense orgasms, sometimes in as quick as one minute. That's right. You may have a 60 second orgasm or three. Seriously, this thing will rock your world. The Womanizer is so amazing. I even made a short film about it. Just search for The Whisperer on sexwithemily.com. To order yours, click on the Womanizer banner on my website or visit womanizershop.com today.